You are now listening to One Hour School Life, the official sports podcast of Pin Oak Middle School. All right, welcome in. This is Mr. Mertz. This is another episode of One Hour School Wide. Hope you're doing well on this Friday afternoon. Got some news coming for you this week. Uh, this is our second to last episode for the school year or season one of One Hour School Wide. So next, the next podcast will be our season finale. Because of star testing, I'm not sure when that last episode will come out, but it will happen, Um, but it will not be next week. I'm hoping it comes out the week of the 24th of May, so maybe that would put us around uh, May 28th as our last episode. If not, it would be that first uh, week of June. So be on the lookout for that for our season finale. No interviews this week, no special episode. This is just a normal podcast episode. So let's get into it. Uh, I'll start with uh, the Houston Dynamo once again. We'll back up all the way to last Saturday where they took on the, um, what was that game? Oh my gosh, I've totally blinked here. Uh, FC Dallas, how could I forget that? Uh, FC Dallas, and it was a 1-1 draw at Frisco. I don't know. Every time the Dynamo play up in uh, up in Frisco, it just it looks like the Dynamo have heavy legs and the ball bounces funny. Um, haven't won there in a long time. So um, had a lot of draws, though. So uh, pretty typical trip up north uh, for the Dynamo. Uh, Fafa Picolt got a uh, penalty kick goal put the dynamo up and then the dynamo gave up a goal late in the, I believe it was late in the first half and the game ended up going a one, one draw. Dynamo had some chances to score another goal, just like all the other games they played this year, but uh draw was probably fair. That's probably where it should have been. Um, now let's jump to uh, Wednesday, two days ago, Wednesday, a uh, home match versus uh, sporting Kansas city. Uh, I was in attendance actually had my uh, my father and my brother actually had came down from Oklahoma and they they attended the match with me and that was their first time ever attending a major league soccer game so or any type of professional soccer match so that was a exciting time for me uh the game the first half wasn't so exciting uh very few chances ball was mostly in the middle of the field the whole time not much going on. Uh, I, it's safe to say my father and brother were not real impressed with the first half experience that they had. Uh, second half, though, was uh, pretty exciting. Uh, there was a lot of uh, shots on goal, or close calls at least, by um, by Sporting KC. Uh, Marco Mirich, the uh, Dynamo goalie, played an amazing game, had four or five saves, uh, was man of the match, actually. And uh, kept the kept Sporting KC out of the goal out of uh, out of the win column and out of the goal scoring column and actually had a shutout and the Dynamo are actually had a one nothing win. Um, scored uh, a goal with um, it was Yuruti, I believe Yurite. 
think it was in the 56th minute or so. Uh, Derek Jones, one of the midfielders uh, who play, also played a great game. If it wasn't for Marco Marich, I would say that uh, Derek Jones was probably the player of the game. Um, steals a ball, dribbles to the middle of the field. Uh, it's a nice what, kind of a lead pass right down the middle of the box to Yurudi. Uh, Yurudi hammers it in right through the middle of the net, and uh, the Dynamo take the lead. It was nice for uh, my dad to uh, see a goal finally. He had just said that he was hoping to see a goal. Uh, I told him he better hope it's a goal from the team in orange, um, and he got it. Uh, un unfortunately, my brother was actually uh, down at the concession stand during that time uh, and missed the goal, but they missed the only goal of the game. But still, we had a good time, and it was good to see the Dynamo get three points, especially at home, especially after having two 1-1 draws in a row. Wanted to see the Dynamo get those points uh, against a pretty good sporting Kansas City team. I mean, this was a team that had the best conf best record in the Western Conference last year. So it was a good win for the Dynamo to uh, to pick up. And uh, tomorrow on Saturday, they travel to uh, Colorado to play the Rapids. Eight o'clock kick on that one. Uh, as far as that game goes, I, I think the Dynamo can. I mean, I think worst case scenario should be. I think the expectation at this point in the season should be, I mean, draw should be the worst case scenario for the Dynamo in that match. Um, and honestly, I, I kind of expect the Dynamo to have a chance to win that game. Uh, I think a loss would be very disappointing given how, uh, how well the Dynamo have played so far and given how I, I'm not super impressed with, with what the Rapids have brought to the table so far. So, Looking for the Dynamo to go up there to get at least a draw, hopefully a win. Um, and that kind of brings me to something I was going to talk about. Uh, a few podcasts ago, I, I made the prediction that the Dynamo would have maybe nine points by uh, the end of June. And the Dynamo currently in the table already have eight total points. So it looks like the Dynamo are going to be overachieving, at least in my mind, uh, by the end of June, there's still a game versus the Rapids on Saturday at the Rapids at home versus Vancouver on the 22nd of May at Sporting KC on May 29th at LAFC on June 19th home against the Timbers on June 23rd and then at Real Salt Lake on June 26th. So I, you know, the Dynamo, I'm thinking at least a point at the Rapids Three points versus Vancouver. Probably a loss at Sporting KC this time. Probably a loss at LAFC. Portland's not playing great right now. Uh, maybe they get in the form. Let's just say that's probably, hopefully, at least a draw. Maybe a win. And at Real Salt Lake, uh, I think they're playing pretty well. You know, we'll see where that is. Let's just call it a loss since it's on the road. So that's five more points that I'm looking at right now. So that's... That puts the Dynamo at 13 points in the table, so that's that's pretty well ahead of the nine that I had them slated for. So I think the Dynamo are playing pretty well. They're definitely a better team than they were last year. Uh, to head coach Tab Ramos, who, who got ejected on Wednesday, which I've never seen happen in a soccer game before, uh, he's got them playing pretty well. Uh, so And that's without uh, Quintero being healthy or being in shape and playing much. He didn't play at all on Wednesday, and that's also with uh, Tyler Pasher being injured who also didn't play at all on Wednesday. So I'm, I think the Dynamo could uh, be maybe a middle of the table team this year and um, maybe be a playoff team. We'll see what happens. This happened a couple years ago 
and uh, we started off really hot and then the international break happened and uh, Elise and Minotas and a couple other guys went and played for their national teams and then when they came back we went on a terrible run of losses and ended up finishing last in the conference so still a long ways to go but I like what I've seen so far out of the Dynamo. All right, very quickly, let's jump to uh, Premier League real quick. Uh, Chelsea won. No, sorry. Chelsea did not win. No, they did win. <laughs> Last Saturday, Chelsea won 2-1 to at Manchester City, which was a huge win. Got a goal right at the end of the game in the 92nd out of 93rd minute by Marcus Alonso to... Uh, put the Blues ahead 2-1, to one, and they went on to win that game. So that was awesome. Uh, what was not awesome was on Tuesday, Chelsea ends up losing 1-0 to Arsenal at home. And now the table is pretty congested again, where if Chelsea would have won that game, they'd be sitting in third right now, pretty comfortably ahead of whoever was, you know, not really, a, not a real chance of falling out of fourth place. Now the table is pretty congested. Um, Leicester City is at 66 points in third. Chelsea's with 64 and fourth. And Liverpool, who beat Manchester United yesterday, is got is at 60 points. Um, Liverpool has three more Premier League games to play. Chelsea and Leicester have two to play. They actually play each other on Tuesday of next week in a Premier League match. They play also play tomorrow in the FA Cup final. So. It could. It looks like uh, Liverpool, Chelsea, or Leicester. One of those three is going to get left out of the top four and end up playing Europa. Maybe not even playing that. Uh, West Ham is still at 58, and they could bounce somebody and be in that fifth spot for Europa. And one of these three teams may drop out of the of the top four, top five. Um, the loss on Tuesday, though, by by Chelsea, I think was due to a lot of um, a lot of changes from the match uh, at Manchester City on Saturday. Um, I think the the coach of Chelsea, Thomas Tuchel, even said that in his post game that there was too many changes. Um, Werner didn't play, so um, and some others. So I think it was a lineup issue. I don't think there's like any big problems with the team right now. Um, that's only the second time that we've lost since Tuchel has took over. So. I think we're fine. I feel pretty confident about the uh, FA Cup tomorrow. I feel like we can win uh, one of the last two games versus either Leicester or Ashton Villa to secure a place in the top four. So, um, and then we'll see what happens in the in the Champions League final versus Manchester City, who we've beat the last two times now. So, maybe we're in the head of Manchester City. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully. All right. Uh, last thing is um, NBA standings. Uh, been a weird year for NBA for me as a fan, um, as a Thunder fan. Um, rooting for my team to actively lose is, is has been weird, but that's what they started doing. And uh, it looks like the Thunder are going to be in the top, at least the top bottom, at least the bottom four of the NBA standings. Maybe bottom three. So it looks like the Thunder might end up with a top four, maybe top three draft pick going into the draft. So that could make things interesting next year. Um, but yeah, uh, it looks like the Rockets are going to have probably be the bottom spot. Uh, Detroit's probably going to be second. 
And then the Magic and the Thunder are tied with each with 21 wins each, 49 losses. Still got a couple of games to play. So the Thunder could be third. They could be fourth. Uh, if Detroit somehow wins, the Thunder could maybe even be second. And with the lottery, I mean, there's there's a chance that the Thunder could even get the number one overall pick. So things could get really interesting. And though it hasn't been a very fun year to watch NBA basketball as a Thunder fan, um, the offseason and the draft should be should be very entertaining. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to this NBA season for the Thunder to come to an end, mercifully come to an end. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're going to jump into our segments now. I want to thank you again for listening. And just another reminder that uh, we will not have an episode next week. It'll probably be two weeks until we have another episode. And then that episode will be our season finale. to our NBA podcast. In this podcast, we will talk about the Jazz and Wizards game. Warriors game. Joining Clarkson had 41 points and 7 rebounds. Borgen Bogdovich had 27.6 rebounds and 2 assists. Um, Rudy Gober had 10 points 16 rebounds and one assist. Royce O'Neal had 10 points, five rebounds, and two assists. Trent Forrest had nine points, two rebounds, and two assists. Georges Nyang had nine points and two rebounds. Stephen Curry had 36 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Jordan Poole had 20 points and one rebound. Kent Bazemore had 19 points, four rebounds, and two assists. Andrew Wiggins had 14 points, five rebounds, and one assist. Javon Green had 12 points, six rebounds, and 10 assists. This game was pretty competitive throughout. It was a battle right to the end. Volley, one team could win. The Warriors won one nineteen one sixteen. The Warriors record is now thirty six and thirty three after this game. The Jazz record is now fifty and nineteen after this game. The Warriors are the eighth in the Western Conference. The Jazz are still number one in the Western Conference. I'm really impressed with the Jazz this season because, I don't know, they like proved themselves this season. Maybe they had some potential there that they didn't realize they had or they got new potential. Yeah, I also feel like the Jazz have more potential than they thought they did. Yeah, I haven't. Okay, so 
it's the Jazz is number one right now. And then isn't the Clippers and the Suns up there too? Yeah, the Suns are second and the Clippers are third. Yeah, so I'm looking up. I'm going to see what it is. So the Jazz are number one, the Suns are number two, the Clippers are number three, the Nuggets are number four, the Trailblazers are number five. And, uh, yeah, the – oh, okay. So and the Mavericks are number six, Lakers are number seven, Warriors are number eight, and Grizzlies are number nine. So we – the Rockets are the lowest – team so we there's there would be no way for us to get in because we're lower than the thunder the timberwolves the pelicans the kings and the spurs yeah i think the rock is already eliminated yeah they've they're the worst in the western conference and uh i don't know if is lebron coming back i don't know yet i think he's coming back the next game for the lakers yeah, and then the Eastern Conference is 76ers, the Nets, the Bucks, and the Hawks, the Heat, the Knicks, the Celtics, Hornets, and Pacers. I'm surprised the Pacers got in. I didn't know they were doing pretty – I didn't – I don't know I'd see them this, this well. And I really haven't, like, been, like, noticing the Mavericks either. But they're number six. And – Playoffs. Wow, the Trailblazers have a five win streak, a five game win streak right now. And the Thunder have a eight game loss streak. So that probably was what got them down so low for the Thunder. So they, the Thunder may have could have gotten the playoffs if they haven't had like a eight-game loose streak. Something's happened with him. I think it's because Shea Gouda's Alexander got injured. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I think... I'm, I'm looking at right now LeBron when he's coming back. And it says... That he's coming back right in time for the playoffs, so I think the Lakers are gonna do, still do good. We still don't know yet because like LeBron may maybe like will go easy on himself and stuff, and he won't go off because you know he's afraid to like break something or cause any injury. But I don't know. It could be bad or good because if LeBron does his like best. Then I think they'll be up there. They'll probably make it to the finals. But if he goes easy on himself, they'll probably like get like eliminated third or second round. Yeah, I think when LeBron comes back, if he like. If he goes 100%, they'll win the game. But if he goes, like, 80%, they probably won't won't win the game. 
Yeah, I'm surprised the Lakers have like been like have been in the playoffs because LeBron's been missing for like, the past 25 games, and I'm surprised they've been able to like kept kept everything up, and so they make it back to the playoffs. They also have been a shooter after. Yeah. So how many teams are there in the playoffs? Six. Is there six teams, I think? Yeah, there's six, and then seven through ten are in the play-in. Yeah, so they need to play their best in the play-in because they're only they're at like seventh right now. So we'll see, but I don't know. I honestly, the Trailblazers are actually looking pretty good right now because. Dame's been going off right now, and so they have five win streak games. So if he, if he's doing this good in a regular season, I'm surprised to see him in playoffs and how good he's going to do then. I'm also inter- interested to see how good Anthony Davis does. Yeah, Anthony Davis, I don't know where he stands, but I know LeBron. LeBron is probably going to be coming back to the playoffs. He said, I think it was next Wednesday. I think he's coming back next Wednesday. And if he can't play then, then it's probably going to be like his next game after that. Yeah, and next Wednesday is around where the playing game is. Yeah. Um, so I think Anthony Davis is still out. He it says that he's questionable for for the next game with the Rockets. And Alex Crusoe's out too, which I didn't know. Wait, no, 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 no. So I think uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to try and come back tonight, actually, and try to play so they can play in the playoffs. So Dennis Schroeder's out. Jared Dudley's out. Um, Alex Russo's questionable. LeBron James is questionable. Anthony Davis is questionable. Um, uh, Podwell, he's probable. Gasol, he's probable. Horton Tucker, he's probable. And Kyle Kuzma, it's probable. So they've got a lot of injured players that may or may not play at night. But I think that most of them both play because it's an important game. Yeah. I I feel like if I were them, then I'd be wanting to play more than ever. Thank you for listening to our Western NBA podcast.
Hey, welcome back to Hoops and Hits, your MLB pod, um, podcast. Okay, guys, let's go, talk about it. There's been a lot of changing in the standings. What do you want to start off with? I'll just talk about one thing first. Uh, last night, uh, Miguel Cabrera now has the all-time leading oh, hits by a Venezuelan-born player. It's amazing because he's 37 uh, right now, and um, he's still playing. He's, he's, he's been still playing really good. Five to seven years. Definitely I mean, a impressive. couple of years ago, he had a slowdown season, but now he's starting to get it back up. And he's still a great player. And it's good for baseball because he's, like, one of those loved players in baseball also. I mean, but think about it. So, we we saw, I don't know, some people have kind of been comparing him. Like, Detroit, they think, I mean, earlier on the season, I think he was hitting, like, .173. And they were thinking that Detroit wants to get rid of him. But he has, like, $90 million left in three years. So I think they're keeping him, and he wants to get to that, uh, I think, 500 home runs, 3,000 hit. hit. Yeah. Yeah. I think he can do it know. at the end of next season or towards the middle. Def, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if he's going to reach it this season, but I definitely want to see him hit that. But I mean, and he can easily like, do it because um, if you look at uh, Nelson Cruz on the uh, Twins, he's, he's like 40 right now. Definitely. Or like uh, Albert. I know. Cool. 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 That's cool. a big that's big what happened. I, the Angels released Albert Pujols. I feel like they kind of did him dirty. Like He still had like a couple months left. But do you see how much his contract's worth? His contract's worth a ton. Yeah, he had a pretty bad contract. It's awful. It's one of the worst contracts in baseball. And he doesn't even start for them. I can't really see a team taking a risk to sign a player. Like I'm not saying he's bad or anything, but like he's at that age and he has that bad of a contract. Definitely, yeah, I think. And for the Angels, because they're uh, obviously building around their big you know, Trout, Rendon, and Otani. It is, do you think this is the best season Trout has had so far? Because he's playing, like, out of his mind, as good as he's I, I ever played. he's doing really well, but I think, I think they got to uh, – I don't know. They're, they're definitely got the offensive part, but I think they have to work on their – Their pitching staff. Yeah. That's but, the only I, problem, because they lost 9-1 to one to the Astros last night. And because of pitching. And all those hits are home runs. Or yeah, all those so runs are from, yeah. Also, like, Albert, uh, they, they're saying that he might go back to St. Louis just like, a, I don't know, last season. The, or, or like a one-day, or like a couple-month con, couple contract. So he can retire. Just so he can, team, yeah. so he can retire with his team that he was in his prime with. Definitely, because they're also, think, you know, St. Louis doing the best in, uh, I mean, not the best in the NL, but they're the best in, in the, the central. And, yeah, uh, we have some other news. Um, remember last week how we talked about how Justin Verlander, he um, we like oh he's not gonna play all the season, but he's been practicing like pitches from uh ninety feet away. So yeah, he could be back in like a month or so. Yeah, that that's I'm really proud of him. Cause he had Tommy John surgery and he's like thirty seven or thirty eight and. If a player has that at that age, they probably usually just retire. But seeing him like recovering right now, it's uh, inspirational and uh, good for the Astros and for baseball. Definitely, I think we can talk kind of a little bit about why the teams are winning that they are. So definitely, I mean, earlier on in the season, everyone was predicting, oh, you know, Dodgers are going to do this, Dodgers are going to do that, and they had a great opening. I think they were like fifteen and eight or something, or not fifteen and eight. Uh, They've, they've had yeah, a great start, but they've kind of um, – we all know they're still the best team in baseball, like based on team talent and everything. But 
they don't, don't have the best record. They've been. No, I'm not. I don't want to say disappointing, but not living up to the hype in the past uh, week or two. You know what I think is a scarily accurate. They have COVID. I mean, Cody Bellinger's out. That's true, but like you should. I don't know. If if you're relying on one man, then. Only one man looks really good. He's one of the and best players. Of one of the problems, like That's I said true. last week, Dustin May is out for season. Who? Uh, Tommy John. They still have uh, Bauer, Bueller, and Kershaw, but. They need that strong fourth pitcher, and that's who uh, Dustin May was. The Astros are doing better right now. Yeah, I think they're kind of like the Astros in that way. They have the same record, and it's the same. They have a really, really powerful offense. You know, they were winning t- uh, games like 13-1, to 1, but then they're losing games by like one or two runs. They'll lose like one to three or like two to four, and so I think – I think it's it's defense. I mean, their offense is completely stacked. But like you said, the, that you know the pitchers out for co- uh, for the season. I, I'm not sure exactly. They need to get like pitching back when they yeah. get um. You know, the, the, uh, in spring training, I think it was Framber Valdez. He had like a line drive to the finger, on the throwing finger. So it, once he gets back, it gives them, I guess, more depth at starting yeah. pitching. So, so Framer Valdez, um, oh, yeah. and you saw how great of a postseason he had. He had, um, I guess that I think it was Game Six against the Rays, where he had a solid um, six innings, and uh, he was the reason they uh, got that far. And everyone was expecting him to have like a Cy Young type of year, which if you maybe he played the whole season, it would be near that. But he hasn't played yet this season, so I don't know how great he's going to be or anything. Definitely, yeah. I think, yeah, because you look at it, their their infield's really good. Their hitting's good. I think it's probably just their pitching. It's the same position that Houston's in, though. Yeah, uh, like a really young pitching core that's been hurt a lot by COVID, and you know Zach Greinke can't can't carry us. I mean, he's playing like one out of every four games. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Christian Javier, uh, Javier. Who is our second starter? I think he's also had a pretty good year. He's helping the Astros a lot, and he, we really need him to step up because you can't depend on one pitcher every five games to uh, win you or for guaranteed wins. Definitely, yeah. I think. I mean, how many games is a uh, Kershaw playing? One every five. Which I was playing like one every like four or five. But yeah, he's also the Dodgers aren't hit, just depending on him because. They can depend on Trevor Bauer still, though. And Bauer's an ace. True. And another storyline is the uh, Boston Red Sox. They uh. Oh yes, they're doing. They had Al Gore in twenty uh nineteen. They they uh fired him after the cheating scandal, but he wasn't a part of it. So they so he's back at manager again for them, and he's doing a great job leading Boston. Yeah, and they have know. talent. Um, they have obviously um, Xander Bogarts at shortstop. And, uh, Xander Bogarts is proving that he's one of the best shortstops in the league. And then also, um, Rafael Devers at third base, and uh, JD Martinez, who's quietly having one of the best seasons of his career. So I think I don't think they're gonna win the AL or anything. Or I think they can go to like at least ALCS, but I don't think they're winning the AL World Series this year. Maybe like next year or 
slowly after. Slowly after. They, have, they have a really young team and a really talented team also. Okay, but then who do you think is going to win the AL? I mean, the White Sox are doing well. So is Oakland. Oakland is doing really I Yeah, I do like I like the White Sox chances just because of how young they are and how talented. Um, the White Sox and I don't think the Yankees, honestly, I think they'll make the ALCS. We got to talk about the Yankees. But I just want to see them play the Red Sox in the playoffs. Who, uh, Boston? Yeah, yeah, Yankees, Yankees against Boston in, like, the playoffs, like, like the, the ALCS, ALCS or ALDS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah That'd be that. interesting. Yeah, but I don't know. Yank- the Yankees, I think, they- it's been crazy. They've, like, completely turned their season around. Almost, like, inspiring, I think. Yeah, they, they had, like, a, I don't know, won, like, the past nine out of the ten games or something like that. Because they used to be the worst in the East. And I'm not sure exactly why, because... It's not like they've picked up anyone. I mean, Garrett Cole's uh, throwing incredible, but why do you think they've just suddenly, I don't know, exploded with the win? John Carlos Staten's been on a tear lately. He's, um, especially next year's against the Astros, where he hit um, something like four home runs in like a four-game series. Um, he's proven he's back from injury, and he's uh, better than he's played. But also... um. Judge. People, yeah, Aaron Judge and uh, Gleyber Torres, who've also stepped up for them and uh, helped them get these wins. Yeah, yeah. The Yankees are doing incredible. Boston. I don't know. I'm happy about Boston. I'm, I'm not sure why. I just – I think it's because they haven't be been back in a while. Definitely. And it, it adds a lot of depth to, to uh, the league. I don't know. I think, like, I think Oakland might win the AL. Yeah, I like their chances, but the only part of it is they don't have, like, uh, They're not that pitching. elite. They're not that elite. In the playoffs, you have to be elite to win it. They're a good, solid team, all-around team is why they're winning. I mean, I think, yeah, the, the playoffs are a large part, like, I don't know. The team that's the best doesn't always win because a lot of it's luck, you know? You can't, you can't rely on, oh, well, if I play, like, 100 games then eventually the scores are going to even out and it's going to show that I'm the best. It's like, you know, seven, five games, you got to make sure that you win each one of those. Each one counts a lot more than a regular season game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, a team had the most disappointing team, honestly, the Twins. Now, they've had Byron Buxton, who's been their MVP so far, but, like, the team overall hasn't been that good this year. Which yeah, we know, um, we know they're always like a playoff team, a borderline playoff team. But once they get in the playoffs, it's a different team. They're not that good. I mean, especially the, the Twins. They're they're kind of with Detroit in the Central. Just I I don't see. I don't know if they can get above five hundred at this point. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't see. I don't like their chances, but I think it's possible for them. Definitely, yeah. They, that, I don't know. I think that, yeah, both of Detroit, or sorry, for Detroit, I think both of those are, okay, this season's more about training our young stars and just seeing if we can make it season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they have um, a whole farm system who, um, in a couple of years, could be really good. Definitely. I think the, the, uh, the AL West, AL West is doing really well. I don't know why uh, the Angels 
they they were really solid as they started off, and they played against Boston. I think they lost last two against them, and they have such a talented young young class. Yeah. yeah um. It's. it's well, well, I'm sorry. Who are you uh, talking about? Oh, this is the Angels. I was just saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Otani. Yeah, I, I think, think he's the most talented player in baseball because he can pitch, pitch, and then when he's done. You can just go to the outfield and will stay in the lineup and still hit home runs. For you. He can still hit. And so, like, uh, based on talent, he's most talented. Jared Walsh. I don't know. They have they have some really powerful hitters. Mike Trout, Jared Walsh, uh, Showtime. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna win this year. I think it's again. Oh it's yeah, it's uh, yeah. They're not gonna win this think, year. I think they're a borderline playoff team. They're gonna be menaces though. They are going oh, to yeah. be really good. They're going to figure out what you know what they want in their offense and defense. Because if you look at their numbers, their their offensive numbers are great, but I think they they got to just play more completer. I think just mature their players. Yeah. And then um, one well, more thing to talk about the Mariners. Mariners. They, they have, have a really young, young core. They yeah, had yeah, a solid first month, but they haven't um. They've been slowing down. Yeah, they've, they've been, been slowing, slowing down. down. And I think they'll... Every I team... They, if you start off develop. hot, if you start off hot, you're going to slow down eventually. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they'll... Um, I mean, they're sitting at 18 and 19 right now. The Braves um, are just... Give them a couple more years. The Braves are a disappointing team right now. They have so much talent on their offensive side. And did you see... um. Who, what pitcher? Their stud pitcher, Soroka, he got injured. I think he might have been out for the whole season. And a hot take, they have the best lineup besides the Dodgers. Acuna, Aldis, Ozuna, Swanson. Freeman. Uh, Freeman, yeah, the, the best, best first in the league. And then they have um the catcher. What's his name? I think it's uh, um, not Will Smith. Um, or Tampa Bay. Oh, uh, Zunino. No, I don't know, but they still have that great lineup and have a dis- really disappointing year, even though Acuna is probably going to win MVP. Definitely, yeah. I think it's the same that they're just their defense. But Yep, it, he's going to have surgery. They're a stud young pitcher. Oh, man. But the Mets, they've uh, picked it up since. Mets are picking it up since after they're firing their hitting coach. The more disappointing. They're still really just disappointing because they should be better than their record, but. I think, I think they'll win the, win the division, but I don't know about... They're in the best division in baseball, that's the thing. Phillies. Phillies. St. Louis and uh, the Brewers, they both kind of emerged out of the woodwork. I mean, they're 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 being uh, really powerful. Everyone, think- pick, everyone knew Cardinals would be good, but not this good, because, I mean, they got Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado is probably the best third baseman in the league. Yeah. Yeah, and you put him in a lineup with Paul Goldschmidt and um the rest of the team, especially with a good pitcher like yeah, like Flaherty. Flaherty. So, um, their scary team come playoff time. And when you look at their stats, it's not like okay, here's one one uh hitter that's like just doing insane, and the rest of the team is kind of slacking off. I don't know. I think they they're so good because they just play complete ball. They're you know, offense, defense. Both sides, I don't know. They're yeah, yeah. They've kind of had that arc 
that I think or I hope uh, the Oakland or Angels are going to have where they're just they've matured their players. They know what they have to do and they're just completing, just doing incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, the Pirates, who obviously they're a rebuilding team and all that, but um, they 15 and 21, not that good. But we understand they're just a young team. They need, they're in a rebounding stage, but still, um, I think they should be better than their record right now. Yeah, didn't they? I think they lost their last game one to thirteen, which is just demoralizing as a team. Oh yeah, and if anything, they should at least like keep these games close. It was fourteen to one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, against the Reds, which. Yeah. They just can't score that many runs. That's their problem. Definitely, yeah. I think what's going to be a really interesting game is uh, Houston, LA. That's going to come up in like or the Dodgers versus Houston. I think it's in like 10 days or something. I'm One of the team that hasn't fallen off yet, though, the Giants. Buster Posey, oh. the veteran, is doing amazing, which is Definitely. funny because, I mean, no one expected it. Everyone expected them to be not doing probably like third in the division, maybe fourth. Because they're they have a great division, the Padres, the Dodgers. It's arguably the best. You see the Giants; they're just leading it all, and they have an old team. They have an old wait. They have old veterans, but then they have a young. Mike Gisterski. You're trying to build around him, but you can't do that because he's like 32 or 33 years old. But he's still uh, doing really good this season. I but the thing about this uh, San Francisco is they're not they're not like winning games with their offense. It's because uh, their pitcher's making a lot of ground balls, and that's a lot of easy outs. Like, uh, if you look at them, I think they have the highest ground ball percentage in the league, and they only score around four runs a game, which is not like the flashy LA Dodgers type, but it's because that they can get these easy outs. Their defense is on point. Yeah, and their uh, pitching's not even that amazing, like... I think their number one starter is Johnny Cueto, who's pretty old. I mean, he's been on their team for, I think he won, like, the 2012 and 14 World Series with them. So he's been on their team for a long time, and he's been in the league for a long time. But, but they're, they're um, looking like the, the 2019 yeah, And um, their first baseman, Brandon Belt, he's also um, been really good for them this season. Yeah, yeah. He's got, like, eight home runs. Something like 23 bits. I don't know. I look forward to them. I, that whole NL West, I uh, I think they're going to be great. And the, those rankings are so like tight right now. I think any team could uh, could win that division. It's Speaking of why the Giants are doing good, Buster Posey's batting 385. Oh man, for a 34-year-old catcher. That's that's insane. More power to him. Well. This is like our second to last episode. Next episode, we're gonna we're probably gonna give you more recap. Here. We're probably gonna go look back at all our podcasts. Just talk about our favorite memories and stuff from college Definitely. football to college basketball to baseball to, to baseball to the NFL draft. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a great time, and uh, we'll see y'all next time.
what's up everyone here it is with weekly sports news today we're going to be covering some nfl schedules for next year and we have an exciting new player that will be back in the league next year okay so the exciting new player that's going to be back is Dak prescott making his debut on the first game of the year on thursday night against the buccaneers Okay, so, um, all right, so, let's see, so what are some of the schedules? So, um, yeah. by the way, y'all, um, another exciting player coming back um, is uh, Tim Tebow. He's going to play tight end with Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay, okay. so, we added a 17th game to the season, so... Every team is playing one extra game. And the Super Bowl right. was moved a week back to February 13th. Okay, and, that one extra game. Get more watch time. Two games in London were added back. There's going to be two games in London. Atlanta and the Jets are going to be playing on October 10th. And then next week, Jacksonville and Miami on October 17th. And for our time, they'll both be at 8.30. So if you want to watch those games, you better get up early. All right. So what's the first game going to be? So um, in week one, there will be two new stadiums that are going to be shown off, including the $5 billion SoFi Stadium in California and the $2 billion. Or which team? The, the SoFi Stadium is for the Los Angeles Rams and the Raiders are the other stadium, the Allegiant Stadium. Okay. Okay. Other interesting matchups is Green Bay Packers against the New Orleans Saints in the first game. Packers will destroy the New Orleans Saints. It's not even a game. Yeah. New Orleans Saints produce on Jason Packers. Another matchup in week one is Kansas City against Cleveland. Who do you guys think is going to win that? Cleveland's going to win, in my opinion. Their running backs are just very good. They they lost because of that dude that fumbled in the end zone, I think. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. They would have won that game. Yeah, I agree with you. And... In week four, Tom Brady and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers will face off against the New England Patriots. So if Tom Brady wins, he'll be the third or, yeah, I think the third quarterback to ever win against every single team in the league. Oh, my God. Fourth quarterback. So if he wins that, he'll. Break another record, I guess. I don't know. 
working with the math then. Of course, they're likely to win that game as the Patriots. What, seven and nine last season, missing the playoffs, and Tampa Bay ended up winning the Super Bowl. Don't be surprised if that's a close game, though. Patriots have gotten a lot of good players. Uh, I don't like it personally. I think Justin Fields is a way better prospect than he's got traded up. Well, Justin Fields is a You're not going to tell me that Matt Jones is better than him. It's not. Matt Jones is like an average, like, he had all the weapons. And he like was a third shooter like Jalen Hurts and two. He's not that good, but he's gonna be successful. Okay, another thing to note is on Thanksgiving, of course, Detroit and Dallas will have their games. The Lions play Chicago on Thanksgiving at twelve thirty or eleven thirty. The Cowboys will play the Raiders afterward, and the Bills will face off against the Saints. Of course, Detroit will probably have another embarrassing game where they lose by like 40, just like last year. Mm-hmm. They're just I don't even like worse. hearing that news. They lost their two best players. The Lions are going to be. My prediction is the Lions one game in like week 18 or something when they play a bad team. Okay. So, and then uh, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence will play during the season. The Bills and Chiefs will play. Packers in San Francisco, a rematch of the NFC Championship two years ago. And they, the San Francisco will probably have quarterback Trey Lance for that game, which will be interesting. Okay. Uh, what do you guys think about Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson in the Jets versus Jacksonville? Who do you guys think is going to win? Uh, I have Jacksonville. Personally. I think the Jets are going to win. I think Zach Wilson's going to be good. Zach Wilson. Do you think that the Jets will finally win a game? No, I bet the Jets will win. Well, the Jags are actually worse than the Jets, so. Uh, yeah, but they got Trevor Lawrence. No, the Jets have Zach And the, the Jaguars also have some weapons. They have uh, DJ Shark and LaVisca Chanel, while the Jets kind of don't have anyone notable in the receiving core, so. And then, um, about the 17th game, teams will play an interconference opponent based on last season's divisional standings. For instance, the Packers, who won the NFC North, will face the Chiefs, who won the AFC West on November 7th at 425. The additional home game will rotate on a yearly basis, starting this season with AFC teams hosting nine games. So, yeah, how the 17th game is going to work. Okay, I think that's it for the schedule. Okay. Good to know. Thanks.
And uh, that concludes your weekly sports news. Tune in next time. Hello, I'm Leon Frita, and today I'm here with Christopher Alvarez. We have a lot to discuss with, the, with our Champions League and a bunch of other things. Barcelona, Barcelona's thing getting rid of sacking Komen. He is going, I think he's going to be sacked. We also have some information on Guardiola Prep, maybe coming back to Barcelona. And this, I have to say, if the, well, let's continue and then we'll come back to that. We have uh, Barcelona choking uh, with a tie. They could have, they could have won, took it all. His Mitzi's gonna win it now. There are only three more games, and here in Manchester United is only gonna get nine points. So Man City can't doesn't even have to win their games now. No one's gonna beat them. Congratulations to Man City. I think right, Leicester City could catch up. Uh, Chelsea could catch up, and it's really just a battle for this for for the fourth, third, and second place right now. I mean, if West Ham, it doesn't have a. I don't think West Ham. It's really just a battle between those those three teams. Uh, Chelsea, Leicester City, and Man United. Man City, as I said, has basically won. It's all his. It's all there, basically. Um, then we have, we have let, let's go to Coman, who may be getting sacked. And let me tell you why. Coman has, has been choking up lately. His tactics have not been working every time Atletico or Real ties and or loses a game. They keep on, Barcelona keeps on choking. And here's the thing, Barcelona just needs to win once, right? But Barcelona, but Barcelona is in second place and they need to win the, their next two ga- their next two games. And Atletico needs to lose one, two of them, just so they can win. Atletico needs to win or tie. If Atletico ties for both, it's going to be, Barcelona's not going to win. But Barcelona just really, really, really isn't doing so good. I don't know how they're going to do. They're already in debt. I'll buy a lot of money. Uh, they're, they're actually, they're, they need to, I think at this point, they need to get a new coach. Um, I mean, Barca hasn't been doing good, I think, in my opinion, since they have I mean, they've been doing good. I mean, they've been making the Champions League, uh, the Champions League right? But lately, they've been choking a lot. But they also, but I, I'm basically expecting more from Barca. I'm expecting more results of win, wins, than losses because they came back all the way from tenth, tenth from fifteenth place, and now they're oh, they're almost the best. They're almost number one. I think Coman needs to be sacked, and they need to bring Laporta. The uh, coach of Man City back if they can. I think the only way that's happening is if Man City lose 
loses the Champions League final. But man, I don't, I don't know. There's still a possibility that Man City could win, and he still wants to go. I think he's uh, spent a lot. Of, he spent a lot of time with uh, Man City. Um, he he won a uh, he's won two Premier League championships with him. I res- I really respect him a lot. But Christopher, do you have anything to say? Yes, there's like a rumor or something, and like um Neymar and Cristiano like they both want to play together since Neymar already played with Messi he's like giving Cristiano a go but I don't know if like they they have like a low percentage of chance to play together because like um Cristiano's like really old and PSG's not going like to buy a really like old player which is Cristiano, and then Juventus, like, Neymar's, like, price is, like, way too much to, for one player, which is a lot, so I don't know if that could happen, and also in the, in the Premier League, in goals, there's, like, Harry Kane is in first with 21, and then Mohamed Salah in in second with 20, so, that's going to be something we're going to see like in the end of the season or something who's going to get like the top goal scorer in the premier league like mohammed salah is one goal away from being top one with harry kane and in la liga real madrid went down by one place and barcelona up in second and Barcelona now have 76 points and Real Madrid with 75. And also, um, we'll see what happens in the next few matches of La Liga. I also have to say one last. Uh, I really, I really think that uh, there's there isn't that much going on in our in our. On our late so- on our soccer world right now because the Champions League isn't the Champions League final isn't for another it's for another week week or two uh so we have uh we have uh we still have like those little itty bitty parts with transfers and games in La Liga and stuff but. We also have the Euro that's coming up, but I actually want to put a. Uh, I think I think I want to put who I think I think that Portugal could win again. I mean they've Jao Felix, uh, Ronaldo, and a few other youngsters. That's the other really good players. But at the same time, I have a feeling about England. Right, England is uh, basically created as sports soccer. Um, I think it's about time they won their second. I mean, I thought 2018 FIFA World Cup, it's England versus, it's England versus France. Uh, when I saw the quarter, the quarterfinal finalist, but then I saw Croatia and Irish. I was blown away. Um, 
Messi ha Messi and uh, Messi is agreeing with a new contract for Barca. They're getting close. That which is pretty good for him. I, I agree. I hope I hope he really I hope he really makes his best decision. As I said before, I think uh we're getting a new coach for Guardiola Pep is gonna be coming back. I think Laporta is trying to do something. I think uh I think Guardiola it's a he's a, I think I think he's been there for four how many four or three years. Um, he spent a few years in Barca. I'm pretty sure he's the one who invented Tiki Taka. Um, he's a Guardiola is an absolute genius. He and he and he won Champions League finals like a Nodamar with Barca with Barca, but they don't have those same players like Iniesta anymore. Xavi. Barcelona. Barcelona is going through some tough times. I think a good way to compete. Pierre Barca is probably is probably like a one of the best teams that's always been up there, right? But I feel like for like the next five or so years, they're gonna after Messi after Messi if Messi leaves or he or when he retires, it's gonna Barcelona is gonna start losing its power. It's not gonna be seen as the big powerhouse anymore. Uh, because everybody, when you think Barcelona, you think of Messi. Uh, you think of uh, you think of uh, Ronaldinho, and all the and a few other greats. Uh, right, but we really another. I feel like Messi's gonna pass on the club legacy to to Ansu Fati, and then we're gonna see, and then we're gonna, and then Messi's gonna go to MLS or something like that. And we're going to see Messi retire. My name is Apple Norfuta, and this is Locker Champions. My name is Caleb. My name is Ethan. And we're the Lunch Joes, and today we're going to be talking about the Astros. All right, so right now, the Astros record is 20 and 17. Which is, you know, better yeah, than it's, the last it's pretty good. Well, yeah. we're positive, at least. We've like more games to go, so we could do better. We've won the past, I think, uh, two games against the A's, or not the A's, the Angels. Yeah, the Angels. So, yeah, we've been doing pretty good against them. Yeah, um, we beat them 9-1, uh, to one, which is... Like really good, but and the Angels they're not, not like the best team either. Yeah, they're not like yeah, exactly. And and then we're about to go in a series with the Rangers. So yeah, we, we should have we should be able to win against the Rangers. Um <laughs> maybe like you get like maybe like twenty two, maybe even twenty three wins. So yeah, that should be good. All right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but after the Rangers were playing the um the A's, I mean they have a better record than us, so probably be a good game to watch. Yeah, the A's have been doing pretty good this year, so yeah, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to watch. And uh, yeah, our hitting has been pretty good recently. Like I, I feel yeah. like everyone in the Astros have been hitting pretty good, and. 
Yeah, I mean, against the eight or against the Angels, we we you know we won nine to one, so we have to hit you know yeah hit to do that. Hmm. And the game before that, we hit we won five to one. So yeah, our pitching and hitting has been pretty good recently. Yeah. We hopefully we keep that for the next few games and get some high scoring games. And yeah, I mean. snowballs up and it just keeps going throughout like the season so you guys have any more thoughts about that um so the rangers are on records 18 and 20 so we can probably beat them so yeah yeah Uh, yeah. we're we're probably gonna beat the rangers at least like three games or two games and yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, we'll go from there. Because we might save some pitching for the A's, but yeah, I mean, we'll just go from there. Yeah, we'll probably save pitching for the A's too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, the hitting has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, pitching has been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we've just been doing pretty good. Like, we're just yeah. Um, so, and then after the A's, we're playing the Rangers again. So, I mean, if we can beat the Rangers, uh, this time we can probably beat them twice. So, we should probably run. I think, uh, we're going to have some tough games going down later. And we should just, uh... Try and get the most ones we can against the teams that are not as competitive. And, you know, go from there, I guess. Like, you know, our hitting has been pretty good. Like, Yeah, we've been we've a been, lot more um, consistent with our hits. Yeah, we've been a lot of formers, and it's just been looking really good. Like, you know, like, especially, like, since, like, last year, like, a lot of our play, you know, everyone was injured and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like everyone's be able to come back with like the same power from like from the, like 2018, 2017. So mm-hmm. like you know that's good. That's like what you need. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm. Yeah, with um like other sports, uh, nothing much really because you know. Oh, they're not good. Other sports. Yeah, I think uh, basketball has only like a few more games left. And, yeah, uh, but like the only good um, Houston sport now, like has to be the Astros. They did Dino, but I don't really watch soccer. Yeah, me either. Yeah, so I mean, Astros been looking pretty good. Yeah, um, um we'll probably like make it to the um playoffs because we usually do every year yeah we hit so, five more runs uh last game so i mean mm-hmm. yeah like our hitting was like i think i think like our hitting has been like the best it has been for like a while 
Yeah. Especially from like the la end of last season to like now, where our hitting has been looking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we had a home game too, so like the fans, you know, are in our favor. I think. I think we play. We we have more home games against the Rangers. I'm pretty sure. So that should be interesting. Because, you know, home games, they give you a pretty big advantage, in my opinion. Yeah. Because there would be fans there, like, chanting for them. So, you know, home games are usually yeah. win. Yeah, it helps you get, you know, hyped up and stuff. Helps you do better. At least that's uh -huh. But, yeah, so, I mean... See what happens over the next few games, and uh, yeah, I can't wait till we play the Dodgers, which um, we play them after the Rangers, mm -hmm. or after yeah, we play the A's and the Rangers. Game. Yeah, facing the Dodgers is always like a good game. I feel like those are their like, our rivals besides the Rangers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that that's always like a good game. Yeah. In my opinion, like the Dodgers, they have like probably I think like the best pitching in the league, besides like the Rays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they're pitching. I mean, this. the Dodgers like they've always been a pretty good team. So yeah, like the Yankees yeah, I mean, too. Yeah, Dodgers and the Yankees are like our biggest like. Yeah. Like we play them a lot, and it's just like always a close game. So yeah, I mean, let's see what happens. Uh, yeah, so, and um, and, like we did play the Blue Jays and we lost like um, uh, one game. Then we won two. So like, that, that's I think it's a bigger uh, improvement. Because yeah. especially since like the Blue Jays, you know. Yeah, they're like a pretty good team this year. They're not. They're not bad. Yeah, the Blues are. They're, they're pretty good this year. Yeah. So, yeah, does anyone have any other thoughts about that, or like just anything Astros related? Um. So, like the A's, you know, they're good, and we should beat the Rangers. Um. The Dodgers should be a tough game, but after that, we're playing the the Padres. I mean, they have a pretty good record, so I guess they're doing pretty good this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So we're just gonna have some, you know, like easy to tough to like easy games. Yeah, easy then tough games. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just see what happens. Uh, yeah, we've been hitting pretty good. So hopefully, you know, we can get some high scoring games against the Rangers. Yeah. And do you know we can compete with the A's this time? Because I think the last one we played A's. Oh, I don't think we played A's this season. I don't know. But yeah. I think I know the A's can just be competitive, so. Yeah, the A's are pretty good. Yeah, we have. Last time we played the A's, we didn't do that good. So we we can definitely do better now, because I feel like we, we've been, like, kind of just, like, we're, like, you know, warmed up now, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so there should be some competitive games, and, you know, Interesting to watch. 
yeah, I mean, anyone yeah. have any other thoughts? Um, so for like the, you know, nothing much with the other sports too. So like, yeah. But I think the uh, Astros, we could definitely beat the Rangers. Yeah. So, or maybe I'm not really sure, but probably most likely. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Uh, I guess we're gonna wrap it up there. But thank you for listening. Yeah. So, thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to The Shot Clock, your NBA recap podcast segment. My name is Ryan, and I'm here with Abdul, Edward, and Ali. And this week, we're just kind of going over the NBA, what's been going on with the teams as we get nearer and nearer to the playoffs, how teams have kind of settled, how, like, how um, playing tournaments, like, who we think is going to do well, who's started to clinch the spots. So does anything really stand out to you all at first glance? Yeah, so... Right now, there's only four more nights of games um, from now till Sunday, and then that's that's when like the like play-in tournament I think starts like pretty sure next week or something. But like yeah, it's starting to get interesting because last um last Friday there was a big game between the Trailblazers and the Lakers, and then the Trailblazers ended up beating them and. That, which puts the Lakers into the seventh seed, which is in the play-in tournament and at risk of not making the playoffs at all. So that's kind of crazy for them being the defending champion last year. Mm-hmm, yeah, injuries kind of taking the Lakers down. Like, ever since LeBron and AD went out, they dropped from, like, second to seventh. And I think if they both come back, they can still kind of make a run. But I think Curry's going to be a legitimate problem for them in the play-in tournament. Like, if he, if he just decides to go off, then, I don't know, the Lakers might get knocked out, which is kind of crazy, I mean, as, Abdul, as Edward said, kind of coming off the, the championship. Yeah, the Warriors is a big problem to the Lakers, the biggest threat to them right now. Because uh, the Warriors, especially Curry, he's on fire. He's in the mode, like, they have poten- uh, they could potentially make it to the playoff and he's in the mode like he's on fire yeah the warriors have won four in a row they're looking pretty good um they're pretty over from the four games over 500 right now and they're i mean they're not that close to the warriors i mean to the lakers so it's either like it's going to be they're either going to be the eighth or ninth the eighth or ninth seed because the Grizzlies are only a half game behind them. So the Warriors might not even play the Lakers. Or, I don't know, it'll be interesting because there's four more game, day, days of games. And um, like, and the Lakers are like, could easily be the five seed, too, because the Trailblazers are only a game ahead of them. So like the West... Huh? Yeah, the Mavs as well. So it's like really interesting. And like the West can shift around a lot, but we already know like the top four teams in the West, as well as the top three teams in the East. But those teams can shift around as well because Clippers could, I think the Clippers could jump to two, or the Suns could even jump to number one, it, depending on how these teams do in the last couple games. The Lakers, it looks like they don't have that. The next two games, they it, it, it they are not that hard. Like they're not the teams they're going against are not that good. They're going against the Pelicans and the Pacers for their last two games. Oh yes, you think kind of just like 
just kind of round out their stats, maybe push them up to six, to fit, to tied for fifth and six, just to get them out of the play-in tournament. Yeah, I see where you're kind of coming from. But, like, the Pacers and the Pelicans, they're not bad teams. Like, this, this is by no means guaranteed. But, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. But I also think that if either whatever place the Lakers are in, if LeBron is not healthy, it's going to be very tough for them. Because if they get, like... Six seed or seven seed, they either gonna go against like the Suns or the Clippers or the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Without LeBron, like I don't think that the Lakers are gonna go anywhere. I don't think they're gonna make a past round, past round one, even if they do go through the playing tournament. Like, I don't know, man. It's just like the Lakers without LeBron and AD are just kind of an average team. Like, not bad, but not good enough to win. Yeah, so. now with AD, yeah, they're average, but with LeBron, they're not that good as they used to, like, last year. Yeah, yeah. But even without their sharp players, they're still, like, I heard that they're still the best defensive team in the league. You know, like, Hanger has on that, like, Dennis Schroeder, really good defender. And then also they have, like, Montrez Harrell and other guys as well. D- Drummond, who's also good. So they have a pretty good defensive team. And also wing players that are good as well. But now I think we should uh, maybe, like, shift it over to the east because it's yeah. really interesting over there. Because, like, the four the four through six spots between the Hawks, Heat, and the Knicks um, are within half a game of each other. And this is big because you want to be in the four and five spot. If you, like, fall, out, fall to the sixth spot, you'll get, like, basically the short end of the stick because you'll probably be facing one of, like, the top three teams that are really hard to beat. But if you can manage to get to four and five, you can go against one. Like, that could be a really good series, and you can, like, extend your season. But if you go, get to six, it'll be hard to, like, beat the Bucks. And like even if you're any of those three teams, so like it's really it's really competitive right now. Uh, this year it looks like the Eastern is more competitive to uh, than the Western in a long time. And uh, the surprising thing is like the Heat, like when we they really you they in the beginning like the before the star All Star game. I think they were like in the bottom seed of the Eastern Conference, but they're now top five. They were doing really bad, but now I guess they got their teams together and they're like popping off. Yeah, so now there's some players that are getting injured and also some other players are getting coming back from injury. Like the Nets, James Harden played his first game in a while last night, and he played really well. He had, like, racked up a lot of assists and always, like, scoring as usual. And then also Miami it just broke news that Victor Oladipo is going to be out for the rest of the, the season and playoffs. Yeah, and then also... For the uh, for the Celtics, we haven't talked much about them, but Jalen Brown is not going to play for the rest of the year as well. So, like that's why they're on a four-game losing streak and only at 500. Because like last time we talked, like they were like ease, they were in the race for the four spot, like where like the, where the Knicks, Heat, and Hawks are right now. But losing Jalen Brown is just like a big blow to the team, and Jason Tatum can only like do so much. He needs to have his like his Robin like to his Batman. So yeah, it'll be tough. Yeah, I want I want Kemba to be like when he was with Charlotte and helping like getting them to the playoff. I feel like if Kemba is there, like 
Jason Tatum Kemba could be a very good duo. But it looks in sense like uh, Kemba have been traded to the Celtics. It looks like he have been uh, as good as he used to be with the Hornets. Yeah, so another thing that's going to be interesting is um, like LaMelo Ball in his rookie season. He's arguably the rookie of the year. Also, Anthony Edwards. It'll be interesting how that turns out. But in his first season, he they, they already clinched the play-in berth. So he's going to play in the like play-in, maybe playoffs if like in his first rookie season. And that'll be kind of it. That'll be cool to see because like, like, like a lot. He played in a professional league last year. He played in, in Australia. So I mean, he's not used to playing against like, like competitiveness, but like he's playing like he was playing like like grown men over there, as opposed to like playing like just people straight like coming out of high school in the NCAA. So it'll be interesting how like his experiences over time will like translate to him in the playoffs, and also if he's like back to full health after his wrist injury. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Like he's he's a rookie, but he's not inexperienced. Like he's been playing basketball for a long time at pretty high levels. It's just that nothing at the NBA. It's just like nothing NBA level, you know. But like he's still been kind of turning up. Him and Anthony Edwards are like by far the two leading candidates for rookie of the year. He, in his first season, he's already cl- clinched the playing tournament. As Edward was saying, like I think Lamelo's gonna go places, man. He's good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's the best. Brother out of Lonzo. Yeah. Lonzo's pretty solid. I mean, he, like, he's, his jump shot has developed, like, tremendously over time, and he's always been a good defender. But, like, Lamelo coming into the league, averaging good numbers and, like, good points and assists, like, he's, like, a lot of people, that's why a lot of people think that he's the best ball brother. But, yeah, I mean, I think LaBella has a great future in Charlotte, but it's just up to the management to build the competent team around them because he has, like, he has two young players. No, he's a couple of young guys that are they can, like, build, they can build around. They have Rozier, Devontae Graham, Miles Bridges, and P.J. Washington, all four solid, like, young players that they could either trade or, like, pro, like or like develop into like a good starting five around Lamelo. Yeah, I think he's still young and he has not uh, a young team around him. So I think he's gonna keep developing, get a lot of better. I think he's gonna be a, it's not a superstar, but in all. But yeah, also, so everybody thought after the Vucevic trade that the Bulls would be like a playoff like team battling for their spot. But that's not the case at all. Four and six in the last ten, and they're two and a half games behind the tenth seed in the play in. So they're probably not gonna make the playoffs at all. And it'll and on the other hand, there's Washington that's also fighting for the last spot. And they're all, they're in like they're in like contender mode. They I mean they've lost into not not like they're in like competitive mode. That's what I meant to say. They um they lost two games in their past like um they lost the past two games, but they have like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal who are hungry to play in the playoffs. I mean like Russell Westbrook has a lot of like has like a good amount of stuff to prove and because like nobody wanted them. I mean the Rockets didn't want them last year because. Oh, he didn't want to be there, and we ended up dealing him to the Wizards, 
which I don't know. I don't think it was his, his ideal location to play. Everybody thinks he's overpaid, but he's like first production. He's still kind of overpaid, but he still plays really well. And also, he broke um like the triple double record a couple nights ago. He passed Oscar Robertson, so that's pretty cool for his career resume. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the Wizards are gonna do are gonna make an upset in the playoffs. Like I feel like they just kind of have that X factor of Bradley Beal and and Russ. Like something's gonna happen with the Wizards. Pay attention to them. They're gonna do something. <laughs> and I think with that, that's kind of we're kind of running out of time here. Thank you all for listening. We'll see y'all next week. Uh, for our, I think our last segment is gonna be next week. So maybe we'll do something special. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening and bye. Hello, welcome back to Global Home Soccer. Today we're going to be talking about Manchester City against Leicester City. So first of, first of all, we're going to say that Leicester had a good match. They were attacking, pressuring the soccer, pressuring their rivals, everything. Um, so first... I'm gonna talk that about that Manchester Manchester United is on the second second one on the league by only by only um by only four points I think no by only um four points from from Leicester right now so. It it was a pretty pretty intense match for both of the teams. First of all, we're gonna say that Leicester City is going to the champions. So shots on target were one for Manchester United and one for Leicester City. Possession of the ball of the ball was fifty four percent for Manchester. I mean Leicester City and passes fire were five hundred sixty one. And 491 for Leicester City. And pass accuracy, 82% for Manchester United and 82% for Leicester City too. <clears throat> fouls, 9 fouls for Manchester United and 12 fouls for Leicester City. The Premier League standings are like this. Manchester City with 10, 80 points. Manchester United with 82 with eighty points. And Leicester City with 66 points. Chelsea are in fourth place with 64 points. And fifth place is West Ham. <clears throat> That's it for me. And I want to pass it down to Brandon. I'm Brandon. I'm doing Chelsea versus Arsenal. This match, it was, it was, it was, just, it was like, it was like, you expect something to happen, but nothing never happened. Like for example, the first goal and the only goal, which was from Arsenal, was scored in the 16 minutes, which like Arsenal and Chelsea's like the past five games that they fought each other. It was like the 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 latest one, the all the latest five ones. 
Arsenal won. I'm like, Arsenal's eighth place in the the English Premier League, and Chelsea is fourth place. And even Chelsea had more possession. Chelsea had 68 possession, and Arsenal had 32 possession. Plus more goals. They, they try to score more time. I mean, Arsenal's, Arsenal's goals, like, that's different. Like, they, they shot 19. 19 shots at the goal. Five of them were blocked by the goalie. Like, this, this really does prove something. Like, you look at Chelsea's past games, Chelsea defeated Manchester City, which is, like, second place, and all the other good teams. And Arsenal was, like, right, like, Chelsea, all their last five games, they won, but Arsenal, they lost, like, two. Like, I feel like Arsenal is learning how to fight better against Chelsea. Like, at first, they lost horrible. It was, like, a one-to-four. But then it went to a two-to-two, and then a two-to-one. And then now they sure are something. Like this is a, it was like the one goal out of all the matches. Like, man, our, Chelsea does have a good goalie. I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't have a good goalie, but like Arsenal, they have like Oil and all these other people. Like literally, and like I'm, I'm just so I'm just so surprised by Arsenal. Arsenal is a good team. Like I feel like they should probably be like fifth place. Instead of being eight, but Chelsea's also a good team. It's like Arsenal is finally getting better. Like the, the team is finally like actually trying to win. Like Chelsea, Chelsea, they're they're a good team. They're a good team. Can't deny that. They fought against Manchester City and won, and when they fought against Arsenal, they they, they lost all five games. They fought. It's like. Arsenal used to be 12 place on the leaderboard, but now they're going up and up and up. Like, for example, Chelsea, they have, they have 15 and 60 wins. 36 wins, 36. And Arsenal only has like 24. But it's just, it's like, it's like, I can't describe it. Like, the videos you see, like, Chelsea having the most possession. Like Arsenal, it's like it's like they're both equally tied. But one of them got the lucky chance and scored one goal. And like this, this I recommend you should watch this match. This match was quite an entertaining match. It like it, it raises your expectations so high. You think one's gonna score? Nope. You think the other one's gonna score? Nope. Like the first goal happened in like the beginning of the match. So you're watching the rest of the game, expecting there to be more goals. But in reality, there was no goal after that one goal. And this is it for me. And I'm going to be passing it to Gerardo. Hello, I'm Gerardo. I'm going to be talking about uh, Barcelona against Levante. It was that La Liga a game. But for me, it, the score ended up 3-3 which ended up in a draw. This was a really disappointing game for Barca fans because for right now, what I think is uh, Levante is like a, in the in the La Liga leaderboard. They're like number 13 and our Barca is number second. So, and then we usually, I, I personally, I don't see Levante as like a really good team, like one of like the top five teams. 
like Barca, which in the hand Barca has like really good players. So I think this is really a game for Barca fans. But but I think Levante really played it well against Barca, especially because we have like if we see Barcelona's lineup, they have Messi, Griezmann, De Jong, Jordi Alba, Busquets, Dembélé, Pique, Ter Stegen, Lenglet. There's so many good Araujo. They have so many good players. It's just like hard to not first place in La Liga. So that's uh no question no one can answer. But I think uh Barca did play it um differently this game because I think see um Grisman had didn't have many opportunities to score goals, which uh I think if he did he might have scored like at least one because let him beat uh, Levante for those three months they needed. But I I think uh Barcelona was kind of like disappointing during this game. But however, we did see uh I think um some players that didn't play like uh like in Tweety. I think I'm Tweety is like an, uh a semi decent play semi decent player. So I think maybe if he like uh if he got substituted in maybe he could have done something to like uh, help them win. But uh I think Barca's like a good 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 team. So I think this was I think it was like a, kind of a win for Levante, even though they actually didn't win at all. They only got one point, but I think against Barca, that's a win for them, especially like scoring three goals. So, and also I just want to say that uh, they uh, Levante scored all their three goals in the second half, where Barcelona scored two of them in the first, and then one at uh, the at the second half. So. Barcelona goals were made by Lionel Messi, Pedri, and Dembélé. Uh, for the other hand, the uh, opponent Levante, uh, we have Melero, uh, Jose Luis Morales, Nagales, and uh, Sergio León. We see that the third goal from Levante was like at the last minute, 80th minute, 83, 80th minute. So, seeing that kind of like one in the match. But I think hmm, I think they have so after this I really think uh probably Barca doesn't have like a good chance of winning uh for right now. They don't I don't think they have a good chance of winning uh uh getting or getting waiting for Atletico Madrid for first place for the standings. But uh, I think they're done really well because they're just like above uh Real Madrid. By one point, and then they're below Atletico Madrid by uh four points. So I think, mm, I think Barca, you know, they probably can't catch up. And like even if they win and Atletico loses their next game, still they won't be. They're gonna be down by one point. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't think they can win or like get first place. But I think this is a really good game for Levante, especially. Because they like how many goals they scored, and then the team they're going against is like a top notch team. So I think they uh, really did, did really did well. So that's all for me. Thank you for listening. Go home, soccer. That's our show. We'll see you in a couple weeks for another episode of One Hour Schoolwide.